Welcome back again, everybody, to the Two Peas on a Pod podcast. We're glad you tuned in once again today. I am your host, Austin Griffiths, and absent again is Zachary Cordell. And I know, I know, I know why you're asking. Well, why'd you name this Two Peas on a Pod when only there's one P ever present on this thing? Well, the simple answer is we didn't expect our schedules to be so demanding. And conflicting as time progressed. So when I can get that famous singer, that piano player, to take a break from his travels to the masses and get his secretary to get a hold of him, we'll have him back on the podcast. But until then, as the brother-in-law, I just got to take a back seat. But all jokes aside, we are so thankful for everybody listening to the podcast. We've went places we never thought possible We've been listened to by every state already. Man, that's awesome. We've been listened to by almost 30 countries now. So, wow, we have went further than I ever thought this podcast would go. But I'm sitting here behind the microphone all by myself today because the guest we had lined up for this series episode for holiness couldn't make it because of conflicting schedules. So y'all stuck with me? Or I guess you can turn me off and then you wouldn't be, but I'm going to, as you read already in the title, today is just going to be a series overview, and I'm going to recap the last six episodes that we've had. I'm going to add some things, and the next week is going to be like a bonus episode to this series, and I've done something I've been preparing for that we've never done before. So you're going to hear some familiar voices next week, and then you're going to hear some new voices next week. So we got a bunch of guests coming on, so I'm telling you what, it's going to be good. We're looking forward to it, and uh, so I might as well just jump into it. I'm all by myself today. I don't know how long we're going to go. I think this is only the second time I've ever done this. I think we did it way back in Easter of last year, and then we actually had some guests on via phone call, but I'm still by myself, so I'm a little uncomfortable. It is kind of awkward to be in an empty room by yourself with a microphone, but you know, you just can't get guests on every time, but we've done a good job of doing that until now, and so now you're stuck with me, and you might have to be stuck with me every once in a while to keep this going, to keep the content coming, so I'm not the best, but uh, that's all you got today. So this series was great, I thought. I want to say I appreciate all the special guests that came on. Brother Donnie King of the Pod King Bible Study, Pastor Dwayne Gallagher, Pastor Tim Brim, of course Zach was on here again, and then now me. We've had a good number of feedback regarding this holiness series, and I'm very thankful for that. We appreciate that. But I will say most of our feedback was in person, and we do appreciate that as well. But I want to challenge our listeners Right now, if you're listening to this, send us some more feedback. It'll get read eventually, I promise. We don't make it a very regular segment because obviously me and Zach are together all the time, but it will get read. I've got a chunk of feedback right now we're going to read coming up pretty here in the next several weeks. It'll get read eventually, I promise. And uh, But before I get started, I wanted to point out that these topics we dealt with in this series, they were not dealt with in their entirety. We could spend a lot of episodes dealing with holiness in so much that it would be the only topic. We could be on here for weeks, months, if not years, talking about just this one word of holiness and breaking it down to what it means. We've tried to hit the highlights 
by also teaching the Bible in that it's not our opinion. And we want to give the listener ample answers to your questions. So I'll offer this to you right now. If there's still a question that you have or a topic in mind that we haven't covered, I want you to email us. Email us at 2Ps21 at yahoo.com, T-W-O-P-E-A-S-2-1 at yahoo.com. Or you can send us a direct message on our Instagram page at 2Ps on a pod 21, and you can personally get the answer to your question. If one of us doesn't have the answer, we'll get with someone that will have the answer and provide that biblical answer to you. Don't ever walk in this life having questions about holiness or doctrine about the Bible and not find the answer. Definitely, and I mean definitely, do not go looking at holiness haters' websites, their media pages, their podcasts, and whatever else they got out there now looking for answers. And I'm not saying we're the only ones to listen to or the only ones right. I'm not saying that at all. But all you're going to find on those platforms, if they constantly bash on holiness, Bash on holiness churches, making fun of pastors, making fun of holiness people, bashing on holiness people. They are just bitter haters. And that's the truth, my friend. You can go back to an episode I did with Brother Jarris Dotson about rants and red flags, and we got a lot to say about this right here. And I'm not naming who they are, because if you don't know who they are, who I'm talking about, I'm not going to be the one responsible for being the first one to introduce them to you. I'm telling you, you do not need to get involved in that devil's trash. We need to guard ourselves. All right, Austin, move on. Okay, so we began on January the 17th, and we started with the topic of separation. I believe this was a great way to start this series because we need to be separate from the world. There is a lot that could be said on this topic for weeks, if not months, but we were just hitting the highlights of so many of these topics. And if you'd like more in-depth conversation about this episode, go to the Pod King Bible Study podcast. They're available, I guess, on almost all platforms. He has even more episodes that he goes into depth about God's holiness, how does holiness work, sanctification, separation, and many other episodes. He's doing a great job over there. I tell you what, go give him a listen. For the next two weeks, we talked about the topic of gender distinction and also our appearance and modesty. There's not much I'm going to add to these episodes, but please, friend, we need to act our gender. This world is so confused in letting demons run their lives. And yes, I believe if someone acts and professes the opposite of their gender that goes against the construct of their being, it goes against their DNA, what God put inside of them, the only answer for such rebellion and confusion is the devil. And I tell you, I'm a man. I'm telling you right now, I am a man and proud to be. And my wife is a wonderful, if, if you, I know some of you may not know her, but she is a woman. She is wonderful. She is a lady. And these men that walk around, I know we're already eight minutes in and I'm already getting into the deep waters. But I'll tell you, this is the truth. These men, so-called, that are walking around, they're prissy, they're sissy, they're lispy, they're ditzy. They aren't, they aren't even acting like my wife. We had this conversation a while back, and my wife told me, she said, I don't act like that. I don't lisp like that. I don't, 
walk like that and talk like that. And a woman that walks around strutting and her hands in her pockets and trying to be manly, that's not how 99% of men act. They don't, they, they don't act like that when they're walking around and walking with their feet all three feet apart and they got their back all the way back and their hands sticking. I'm, I'll tell you, they don't, you don't, I don't have to prove to you I'm a man. I just, I just am. And it's the devil that makes these actions because only a woman trying to be a man and a man trying to be a woman, only those kind of people act in these kind of ways because not even a woman acts like that. Not even a man acts like that. I'm telling you, if somebody acts like this and they profess salvation in Jesus Christ, I have questions because if somebody professes healing, but they still suffer from the same symptoms, then we're going to say they wasn't healed. They was just overzealous and claimed it. They wasn't healed. So I want to ask you, does God halfway change someone? Does God allow some people to live against his word and some people... Can't? No. Then someone needs to get praying through because God can't dwell with evil. And gender confusion is evil. And so if you're a man, be a man. Hallelujah. If you're a woman, be a woman. Just like God made you and taught us through his word, the final authority. Amen, brother Austin. Hey man, that's why I need a hand clap right there. Praise the Lord. I need to get me some organ sound bites or something on here. I'm telling you what, be a Christian. Yes. And by all means be Christ-like, but that doesn't mean let the world and sin run over you. I'll tell you, I used to work construction and sometimes these guys, they would just try to do stuff and they'd try to run over you. And they're like, you're supposed to be a preacher. You're supposed to be a Christian. I can't believe you would get on to me. I can't believe you would stand up for yourself. That's what I had one guy tell me that. I can't believe you'd stand up for yourself. I said, do you think Jesus just let people run him over? I said, Jesus was full of grace and he was full of truth. He was full of both of them. I tell you, that is very important for us to know today. We've got to be full. If we're going to be Christ-like, we've got to be full of grace and we've got to be full of truth. Tell it like it is, preacher. Well, I'm going to read an excerpt from Rodman Toon, one of his books, regarding Jesus being full of grace and truth. He said, grace and truth go hand in hand. God dealt in grace and truth with Adam and Eve. Grace sought them and provided a covering. Truth pronounced its sentence and expelled them from the garden. On the Passover night in Egypt, it was grace that provided the shelter beneath the blood on the doorpost. It was truth that demanded the death of the innocent substitute in their stead. But grace and truth kissed each other in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. They personified, magnified, and glorified in him. Christ was a man of balance. He was a man of steel and a man of velvet, full of velvet of grace in the steel of truth. Grace speaks of devotion. Truth reminds us of our doctrine. Grace speaks of warmth, while truth reminds us of wisdom. Because of God's grace, we have salvation from sin. God's truth speaks of the condemnation of sin, for truth indicts the sinner, while grace invites the sinner. God's truth demands death from sin. 
God's grace declares pardon. Our lifestyle must be balanced by grace and by truth. Now, I want you to listen to this right here. We are to be gentle. We are to be loving. We are to be kind. That is grace. But we are not to be this way at the expense of purity and godliness. That is truth. We are to be godly. That is truth. But not without love. That is grace. We are to love our children. Grace. But also discipline them when they do wrong, which is truth. Grace without truth leads to compromise. Oh, ain't that the truth? But truth without grace leads to harshness, leads to bitterness. It leads to rebellion. May the Lord help us to be like him and have a balance of both of these traits. I tell you what, that is exactly right, Mr. Rod Mattoon. To be Christian, yes, but by all means to be Christ-like, but that doesn't mean let the world run over you is what we already stated. It takes both to be Christ-like. Let's do it. Love, but without compromise. Moving on. We mentioned some things about modesty. We mentioned some things about the Bible. Let's stand for that. Let's stand for biblical modesty. And I believe Brother Dwayne made a great point in one of those episodes that there is a spirit of immodesty, and it will contest this. It'll contest these episodes. It will not like this, and people go against that. But if you're truly sold out, if you're truly in love with God, you will obey his commandments and his nature. I tell you, I know my voice is rough here today. I just ended a revival last night, so six nights of preaching, I'm a little hoarse. But I still feel a need to get this out. I was reading an article about the Olympian athletes years ago, how it began to say that they have dietitians, they have wardrobe consultants, they have managers. And these Olympian athletes, they are told what to wear, they're told what to eat, they're told how to look, they're told what kind of hairstyle they're supposed to have, they're told every avenue of their life. And I, don't, I ain't never read of one. I ain't never seen or heard of one that says, well, don't you quit telling me what to do. Quit telling me what to eat. Quit telling me how to make my hair. They do that because they love their country and they want to win. And I tell you, I live this way of holiness because I love God. I want to win. And thank God I'm on the winning side right now. Tell it like it is, preacher. I've read the back of the book, and right where I'm sitting, I'm telling it. I'm on the winning side. And if you'd like more information in Bible study about gender distinction, more specifically about clothing, I want to put in a plug right now for another podcast. And if you want more in-depth study on Deuteronomy 22 and 5, the differences between God's Old Testament ceremonial laws, His moral laws, His civil laws, and why we still honor this verse, this commandment, and not others, even though we explain some of it on here. If you want even more in-depth, if you want even to hear more of that, we gave you a good synopsis. But I want to put a plug in for the Crossroads of Culture and Christianity podcast. All right, you got that? Crossroads of Culture and Christianity podcast. This is hosted by Jacob Jellison and Aaron Hoff. They are based out of Export, Pennsylvania, 
And they do a great job of explaining many subjects, including this one. I think they went maybe five parts about gender distinction, and it's actually at the same time we was doing ours. And so give them a lesson. You'll, if you enjoy learning about the Bible, you'll enjoy what they have to say on their podcast. So the next two weeks after that, we talked about the head being the chain of command from God all the way down to Brother Tim said your puppy dog. We talked about the biblical commands for your hair. The glory of the woman is her hair. Hey, I want to tell a sister right now, tell somebody, a, a woman that's listening, don't cut your glory. Give your glory to God, and God will give you a taste of his glory. Boy, that'll preach right now. I want another taste of his glory. It's just a taste because only we only see through a glass darkly right now. But one of these days, it'll be face to, pay, face, to face when God wipes that glass. Okay, I'm done. I know, rabbit trail. I know, I know, I know. Preach a message. So let's go back to hair. Let's go back to hair. Let's live for God. Let's be pleasing to God. And boys... Men, brothers, cut your hair. Cut it regularly. Amen. Get you a barber and keep a good haircut that's pleasing to God. I've had nearly the same barber for many years, and I'll tell you what, she's a cute one too. Amen. My wife does a good job with my hair, and uh, she's been my hairdresser, barber, whatever you want to call it, for many, many years. But speaking of which, I do need to buy some new clippers now that I'm thinking about it. The last haircut I got, she pulled some of my hair and it really hurt. So right now, we're going to put a plug in. So this would be a good time to announce that if you'd like to support this podcast in any way, shape, or form, we do have a PayPal, and we'll give you that option. That option is at Austin Griffiths. You got it. At Austin Griffiths. <laughs> Amen. Hey, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I really do need new clippers, but I'm really being serious. We really do have a PayPal. If you would like to support this podcast at all, it costs monthly and we did spend quite a bit of money on the equipment. So if you'd like to support what God's doing with this podcast, you can put it there. But ladies, don't cut your hair any way, any shape, any form, and it's we explained it. Why? According to the scriptures, go back to those episodes, listen to that. First Corinthians 11, we went through it verse after verse, and if you've been cutting your hair, you've been trimming, stop right now, right now, stop, and never do it again, and praise God. Amen. Lastly, last week, we Zach and I addressed a topic entitled Guarding the Garden, Guarding our garden. Man, we could go on forever about this topic. Fighting for our families. Making sure we give no place to that serpent, the devil, to creep in our homes. And I feel that Zach addressed this very well, how Adam was absent and the devil walked right on in. And this is so easy nowadays through technology. And, you know, just, just be real, okay? Just as you're listening to this, whether you're driving down the road, sitting at home, working with your earbud in, whatever you're doing, just, just stop right now and just gather your thoughts and just be real with me, okay? Just be real. You might not have a television, but you got one in your pocket. <laughs> Tons of our kids get on phones, they get on tablets, and they have access to more sin in seconds than I did growing up, than you did probably growing up. If you're, old, if you're uh, let's see, I got my first smartphone, I think I was probably about... Uh, I was probably a big 20 years old. So we're talking about close to a dozen years ago. 
So if you're around my age, then you couldn't either. But my parents, they had flip phones. My parents had slider phones. Smartphones didn't exist back then. We had AOL dial-up. <laughs> I said we had AOL dial-up. And I tell you what, right now, kids get on Google, and within 1.5 seconds or whatever, they've got the answer. Well, the kids nowadays, they would just have an anxiety attack over this dial-up. I'm telling you, we would get on the computer here. Let, just listen to this. And now it says dialing. And you wait. And you wait. And you wait. How many times have you heard that? How many times have you heard that sound? I heard that sound a million times growing up. Oh, yeah, I did. Our kids would die if that is the sound they heard while they was trying to Google something. But 1 Thessalonians 5 and 22, it says abstain from all appearance of evil. Now, we stated that on this podcast several times. That is a wonderful verse. And there's so many ways you could go with this. Just, I mean, right now in the in the young person's world, video games have taken the society by storm. And we're going to have someone on the podcast later on who was addicted to games and not so good games. And God changed his heart and really brought him in the ministry and done something with him. And I tell you, looking forward to that testimony. But whether it's by your phone, a game system at home, tablet, whatever it is, I know they're not all bad. My nephews, they got a Nintendo Wii and took it home. And my daughter, they was over playing. They was uh, like bowling or tennis or whatever on the Wii. I mean, there's innocent family fun in that. I mean, I'm not retarded. I mean, I'm not crazy. I'm not super strict. I know that. There are some cool stuff that you can get. You can get a virtual reality system, and you can get on there, and you can play Angry Birds, or you can get on there and fly around on a jetpack. And there, I mean, there's cool stuff that you can do that is very innocent. But in all of that, there are so many things that are full of blood and gore and sexuality and guns and murder and cursing and demonic figures and uh, different scenes of devilish stuff and nakedness. And the list just goes on and on and on. And I know people have heard it till the cows come home, but many studies have contributed all of these, a lot of these mass shootings to the openness of kids having these violent and evil video games. I tell you, they don't speak of Christ. They, they, that ain't nothing for a christian to mess with and i know i've played a bunch of those games through my life but now i look back and i thought my goodness that is the cursing the sexual scenes the horrible conversation there's young people that get headphones on kind of like the headphones i'm wearing right now for this podcast and they'll just talk to people over in china or russia or indonesia or halfway across the country they don't even know and they're cussing and hollering and screaming and blood squirting and zombies do we really think that reflects the heart of Christ? I've heard of youth groups within churches having Call of Duty parties. Let's all get together. Let's get the young folks. Come on. Come over to my house. We'll have Domino's Pizza. We'll listen to cursing together. We'll watch the blood splat uh, on the television screen on the monitor. Sorry, monitor. We'll watch the heads roll. We'll watch the zombies walk. Yeah, let's have a good time with our holiness youth group. Well, you're crazy. You're you are you're crazy. You're just add add. You're just adding details. That that that's not how it happened. Oh, really? I played Call of Duty. I used to be backslid. I used to mess with that stuff. I know what I'm talking about. But when you're doing something that isn't pleasing to God, you may do it. 
but God ain't going to be present. What happens when you're filled with the Holy Ghost and you participate in something evil? God can't do evil, so he leaves. I tell you what, I don't want God to leave me. I don't want God to leave me. Oh, man. All right, let's take a breather. Let's take a breather, okay? Here, how about this? How about this? Oh, don't that feel good? Just smoothing music. All right. You ready? We took a breather. We took a breather. We're in a holiness series overview. And I'm not here to make nobody mad. I'm not here to ruffle feathers. I'm just here to preach truth and grace. And we're in a holiness miniseries. We're in a holiness miniseries. And the fact is, you can turn this off and go listen to another episode, an interview, a testimony if you'd like. But right now, I'm going to deal with something that I've had on my heart for no joke, probably close to a year, probably eight months, at least eight months. I've mentioned it before in preaching, um, but I'm, I'm just going to talk about this for just a few moments, and then we're going to get towards the end of this. We're already 25 minutes in. But your kids may not have a television, and I hope they don't. I don't have one. I had two in my motorhome when I bought it and threw them in the dumpster. Your kids may never have a television. They may have never watched a movie. They may have never seen, for example, the Frozen movie that Disney put out. But if you say, let it go, most kids are going to know what that means, and they're going to start singing words. They know the characters. It was all over McDonald's Happy Meals. You know, McDonald's and Disney are together. It was playing at your local Walmart. It was playing at the gas station. It was playing everywhere. You go to Speedway and pump your gas and see crazy stuff on the little monitor deal they got on the gas pump. Kids see that. This is the world they live in. And our kids know things, but still yet we must be careful in what we allow in our homes and right in front of our children. Yeah. Amen. I became aware of a lot of what I'm about to address last summer of 2022. While listening to other podcasters, and you may listen to Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, they're they're great conservative, and they're great. They're great. And they, they go and they take things out of the world that's evil and demonic, and especially with this LGBTQ plus whatever, and they present it to us. And some a lot of this stuff, I don't even know what's going on. Just like the other day, I'm not going to go much into it today, but the other day at the Grammys, I didn't even know the Grammys was going on, but the Hollywood stars, you know, where they give them all the awards and everything. According to Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh, I listened to both their, both their podcast episodes about it. They said that there was a Satanist ritual worshiping scene. Is that, I guess, however, however you want to say that. There was a, a Satanist scene in those Grammys where one of those singers is a gay man who dressed up in all red and horns and everything, and he was with another man who's the first transgender woman to win the award, and they all clapped. You can hear them in the background there on the podcast. They played the scene. They was all clapping. Woohoo! Yeah! They was the first transgender woman to win that award, and then they went on to sing a duet together, and the song was entitled Unholy. I'm, that's unbelievable. That's Hollywood. And so they were all in an uproar this past summer over the Disney Corporation. And what Disney is producing 
in this hour, and we by no means on this podcast, I am not advocating a television, I'm not advocating movies, but people are still letting Disney babysit their children, maybe by a tablet, maybe by a phone, maybe by a video game. And for decades, even Christian people have went on vacations to Disney World. They've went on vacations to Disneyland. They've had Disney-themed birthday parties, Disney toys, Disney clothes, Disney books. I mean, all kinds of stuff. I guarantee if you go in most kids' rooms, you're going to see Disney, 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 Disney. But I'm going to, and some of this, you may call it a personal conviction. I'm not telling you what to do. You're the man and woman of your house. So I'm not telling you what to do. All I'm doing right now is to present information to you And then you do what you want with it, okay? Are you mad at me? Don't be mad at me, all right? I'm just presenting to you information that you may already know or may not know. But Disney has the monopoly on children's entertainment in this market, in this country. And it seems like a lot of innocence. Disney has been shaping the minds of the United States of America children for years. The children in this country. And we wonder why... This new homosexual agenda is going crazy. I think we can contribute a lot of it to what I'm about to say right now. Disney Corporation has been behind homosexuality for decades and decades. From pride parades in the early 1990s to the effect, if you're reading their policies, that they offered gay partners the same health benefits in the 1990s. Could you imagine letting your toddler watch things on whatever device you want to say and it's pushing a homosexual agenda on them? Because Disney's Disney's market, Disney, they're going after toddlers. They're going after young folks. They're not going after so much teenagers and adults. They're going after young toddlers and babies and young children probably up to 12, 13, 14. That's their market. And they're shoving homosexual agenda to the children of this country. (sighs) We wonder why our generation's in the shape it is right now. No one is born this way. But the parents leave the front door open to their home and let the devil and his demons walk right in. All right, I know you've been waiting on an example, so I'm going to get to it, okay? Disney produced in 2022, less than a year ago, light year. That's just the name of it, Lightyear. It was a spinoff of the Toy Story series. Toy Story was very successful in Disney, made a lot of money. Toy Story spinoff, Lightyear. And in that movie, there was a scene. Now, like I said, I found all this out from Matt Walsh and Ben Shapiro. So I'm not out watching movies and seeing all this. I didn't even know about it until I listened to these podcasts. And then I started doing my own research after that. There is a few seconds seen in this movie of two women kissing. Pushing a gay agenda that's supposedly, I guess, what you'd say not so secret no more. Insomuch that Saudi Arabia, which is 90% Muslim, banned it from their country. But how many American parents just let Disney rule their home? All right. 2022, two women kissing. Now it's all of a sudden it's out there. Disney supports homosexuals. No, 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 no. That ain't the case. Disney's been supporting these thoughts 
for our children for decades. Let's go to the nineteen, the late 1980s, the movie entitled Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid is about a mermaid girl that wants a different body to find true love. And so she goes to a witch, gets a spell, gets a new body to find love. Oh, that's just innocent. Really? It don't sound very innocent now. But in the 1980s and 1990s, when so many were watching Little Mermaid, it just don't seem, don't seem like it's just, it's just innocent. But now we're like, oh, well, well, maybe that kind of sounds like, oh, that kind of sounds like what we're dealing with now. People changing their bodies, having surgeries, all kinds of craziness. Well, this came out in the 1980s. Let's go to another movie in the 1990s. There was a movie called Mulan. Mulan was about a girl that acts and dresses like a man to save her dad from entering war because of his old age. And so the whole movie's about her walking like a man, talking like a man, cutting her hair off like a man, working like a man, acting like a man, and they praise her for the entire movie for being a man. Is this what children need to be seeing? I'm telling you, I'm not advocating television and movies. I'm telling you not. I was raised with it, so I know what I'm talking about as far as this goes. But I'm just saying, looking at it now, look how this world's went the last 20 years. Look how this country's went the last 20 years. Disney's just not now all of a sudden loving gays. They've been like this for a long time. They've got other movies that not even about gays. Paganism, spells, witches, warlocks, tons of nudity, animated characters that have nudity involved. And I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know what else. I've just done a little bit of research to find all this. So it is hard telling what else is out there. I'll read to you this, and I've, I've, I've got to hurry. I could dwell on this for a while. But i, I got to tell you this. The Disney corporate president, her name is Carrie Burke, or was when I read this. She said, and I quote, As a mother of one transgender and one gay child, I support many LGBTQIA characters in our stories, and I want a minimum of 50% of these characters in the rest of Disney's products. I'm telling you, that's unbelievable, and they're shaping the minds of this country. In fact, in September of 22, they put out a movie around Halloween that online Christian personalities like Matt Walsh and Ben Shapiro were raving about. It was entitled Hocus Pocus. It was about witches. More specifically, in their bio, it said Child Hungry Witches, and that came from Disney. November of 2022, this was just a few months ago, they put out another product, Strange World. It was all over, it was on news. I've seen a picture of it, maybe on USA Today or whatever it was. Strange World, they released it. It was publicized as a gay teen romance. Their biography says the main character is an openly gay boy encouraged for it by his family and he's got a crush. I'm telling you, we have got to be careful. The point is, right now, the point is, moving on, we as parents, and hopefully everyone listening is a Christian, who have to be aware of what your kids got, what they're watching, what they're wearing, what they're playing with. But it is an evil, disgusting company trying to destroy this generation. I'm telling you, man, I feel the Lord in this place right now. It is our job to put the devil on the run. 
to give no place of residing in our homes. And that comes with research. That comes with knowing what your kids are doing, knowing what they're listening to, knowing what they're doing with technology. We all have Google. Find out what they're doing. And above everything, above everything, be prayerful about your homes, that our homes could be a sanctuary for our family. I remember Zach, the other host of this podcast, talking about the family. I think I was listening to him preach on Polo at the home church because obviously we're gone all the time. And he was talking about your home, your family. And maybe he even said it on the last episode. I can't remember. But make your home a sanctuary that after your kids, whether they're at Walmart, whether they're at public school, whether they're at a lost family's house, wherever they've been at running around the world and they see it, all you got to do is go to McDonald's and you see so much sin. Let your home be an anointed sanctuary that when they walk in the door, they know this place is clean. This place is anointed. The devil's not in this place. There might be sin everywhere around these four walls. But, oh, as for me and my house, amen. I tell you what, I know, I know. I know it feels like we're talking to parents more than we're talking to young folks today. But we want to reach all the spectrum. And sometimes we wonder why our kids are heading in the wrong direction sometimes and they won't move. It's because they're just doing what their parents do. Yeah, yeah. If we want this generation, if we, if I want my kid, I've got five children. My daughter, my oldest daughter just turned seven years old. She's been praying in the altar. She's been asking questions about the Holy Ghost. She's watched other kids get the Holy Ghost around her age, been hearing about it. She's interested. She's asking questions. My twins are two and a half, and they've been like teasing, acting like they're praying at the altar. And I put my hands on them and say, say Jesus, boys. Say Jesus, boys. Oh, I want to teach my family about God. We want this generation to pray. If I want my kids to pray, then Austin's got to show them. If I want my kids to read their Bible, then Austin's got to show them. If I want my kids to worship God, then oh, mommy and daddy's got to show them. If I want my kids to praise God, oh, parents, you got to show them. If you want your kids to run, then you need to show them. If you want your kids to shout in church, then you need to show them. If you want your kids to be clean, you need to show them. If you want your kids to be holiness under the Lord, then you got to be the prime example and show them. If you want your kids to fight the devil and make it to heaven, then you got to be the ones to show them. And I'm not here to belittle the church by any means at all. But I said that to say this, God instituted the family before there was ever a church before there was ever a preacher, before there was ever a youth group, there was a family in Eden. And I heard Brother Kevin Lloyd say this just the other day, and I'm going to give him the credit because I didn't think of it. He said the only thing they took out of that garden was their marriage. There's a sacredness. There's a holiness about your marriage. And use that to raise your children right. Use it. All right, I'm done, okay? I'm done, I promise. 41 minutes. I just went normal sermon time. I'm done. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast today. I know it's just me. You're tired of hearing my voice. I know that. It's okay. You can go to another podcast right now, and I won't even know about it. But I love you. I really do. I know I get... You know me. You know me by now. I love to talk, and I get passionate. But I tell you what, you've heard my testimony on here I've backslid. 
I know what that world is like and the evilness of the devil. And God put a desire and a fire in my heart to speak the truth and grace to somebody. We love you. We appreciate you. Peace out, everybody.